It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. And uh, a lot to get to today. We'll go around the room in uh, just a second and talk about everything that's uh, going on. Lisa, uh, yes, Lisa's Facebook blew up yesterday because something <laughs> seemingly innocent uh, that she posted on her Facebook. Give us, uh, give us well, like. Well, it the wasn't r- on my Facebook. It was in a group, like a local talking group, I would say. <laughs> and I just asked a question that I thought was. I'm just asking a question. And All right, what's the question? <laughs> All hell broke loose. <laughs> well, there's a group of food lovers here in the city in which we live. Foodies? Yes, a foodies group. And I, I love Joanna and I both really uh, obsess over. Look, yeah, they give some of the best advice on food and stuff. So I asked and said, hey, guys, Halloween is coming up and I want to know, where do you think the best neighborhood to go trick or treating in? And just asking to see what people would say, what they thought. And it turned into a very big argument. Ooh, 121 comments (laughs) in less than 24 hours. So explain to us how, hey, guys, what's the the best neighborhood to go trick-or-treating in would have turned into 120 comments. Stay with your people wherever it is. Yeah, a lot of people saying your own neighborhood, don't go anywhere else. Wait, a lot of people? There was a lot of people who were saying that. Who were saying, don't go to other neighborhoods. Yes, there are some people that were super nice about it and gave a a lot of different advice. Some people. Why would they say don't go to other. Because, and the reason I say it is in my neighborhood. The houses are really far apart, and you don't. There's not a lot of trick or treating, and the neighbors mm-hmm. don't really do it. It's not a lot of light in your neighborhood. Fortunately, either. there's not a lot of light in my neighborhood. It's it's not in the country, but it's not the city either. Y- yeah, you have a lot of space between the houses, but yeah, fortunately, I w- mostly I would say there's not a lot of a light at night. So that's a dangerous neighborhood for kids to be walking around in costumes in and risk not being seen. Um. So what I would do with the kids is I'd take them over to their grandma's neighborhood, mm-hmm. which the you know is more of a house, 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 house. Yeah, it just worked better for trick or treating. Mm-hmm. I never thought that somebody would have a problem with taking kids to oh, a more conducive you neighborhood. Should see one of the, there's a gentleman in the group who just I mean he was just going at it with everybody. He said your own neighborhood, keep it local. It's about taking your kids out and meeting your neighbors, not driving your kid to find the most expensive bag of candy. Well, see, I didn't even think about it like go to a neighborhood where they give out expensive candy. I'm just thinking about a neighborhood where most of the houses are participating. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the problem with my neighborhood. Yeah, my neighborhood is big participants of giving out candy. Yeah, and right. so, so my neighborhood. T- why don't you give us your address so everybody <laughs> can go for Halloween to your neighborhood? I mean, the, our do you know our the house group of friends. What we in- do is we all get together at one house, so we all pool together, give all candy out at one person's house, and we usually, you know, barbecue or order pizzas or something, and everyone just sits out on the porch, hands out candy and costumes, and we just hang out. So it's really cool. Do you know uh, I've lived in my house for fifteen. 15 years. Okay. 
Do you know how many trick-or-treaters I've ever gotten on Halloween? Zero. How many? Goose egg. Not one trick-or-treater. Oh but you have to know the layout. Let's be honest. Like, And he's got a good neighborhood. You feel those are the king size yeah, candy but he, bars. He lives at the end of a very short cul-de-sac. And his, his house is kind of tucked away. Well, it's Everyone like looks, a blind cul-de-sac. Yeah. Yeah. Look at a delivery go, guy can't it. find it. It's yeah. not worth it to walk but down there. But even just driving through my neighborhood to get to my house, I don't see a lot of kids out there at all. Because... You gotta, How about this you, one? Read this one. You gotta walk a long way from one house to the other. This house. person wrote, "Your own dang neighborhood. This whole driving to collect candy is just greed. Isn't it enough with the Chihuahua plates? We still hand out candy because it isn't the kids' fault. They have bleep lazy parents that want it all for free. Drop them off, then drive ahead. Heaven forbid that we walk with them and show them the fun and meet some neighbors in the process. You greedy jerks. You know who you are. The rest. Look forward to meeting some neighbors." <laughs> Damn. So the reference Damn. to the Chihuahua plates, he's saying people come over from Mexico and uh, bring their kids over to trick-or-treat in the United States, which, uh, Who, hey, how's that wall going, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever this Ness lady is, she's so nice because she kept just defending me. <laughs> is it is it Lida Ness? No, no, no. It's like Ness. Um, oh. I can't, I'm not going to say her old Lida name. was a judge. Oh, no, no, no. But it's like... <laughs> And then so she wrote down like you're assuming you're assuming this person is greedy on not all the neighborhoods give out candy. That's true. I mean, hard to walk for blocks and blocks and some, only get a couple houses. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. your neighborhood. There are some neighborhoods that are great. One year I took my daughter over to, uh, you know, Ray, mm-hmm. Ray Adiola. Yeah. Because our kids were really were best friends, like in first grade. Mm-hmm. And in their neighborhood, everybody's out. It's just like this carnival atmosphere. My neighborhood crickets. I don't so know, but I don't. Boy, right. this seems really harsh. Oh, you should. It's, it is bad. And then I'm looking at, it and this nest lady is so sweet, and she's like, "Well, the the person's like, if you're getting offended by what I wrote, obviously you're that person." <laughs> and then there's 30s. how about people that do live out in the country? Think about that. Somebody who lives in a rural area where your nearest neighbor's like a half mile or a mile away. Well, I guess you got to put some good walking shoes on in this lady's opinion. Uh, shout out to Gonzo, though, saying uh, head out to this his neighborhood because they got Jello shots. Is that Jello shot guy? Remember, we heard a few years ago, uh, somebody called in and said there's this dude who would give kids candy and he'd give the adults Jello shots. Yes. That, I don't know if he's the one who gives out the Jello shots, but he did say his neighborhood does. Another person said. Maybe uh, that original guy, maybe. He's not the guy, but maybe like Arthur Fleck, he inspired an entire army of people. Jello shot man, there's just all over. So, yes, the (laughs) the final one from a few hours ago said, Yo, I don't care if you come from Juarez, New Mexico, or Wakanda. I'm passing out that bomb candy until we run out, and everyone is welcome. Halloween's for the kids. I got Heineken's for the adults, though. (laughs) Party. Where do you live? Somebody co- that Ness person commented, "Bunch of effing adults being petty about kids trick or treating." <laughs> and then she's like, "Why are so many of these adults so bitter over candy? Did nobody love them right when they were kids?" <laughs> I don't know who Ness is, but I appreciate her. You're this is hero. great. This entire argument is fabulous. <laughs> and the best part we is they're all blaming to... me and my deadbeat kids. And I'm like, yo, yeah, it's not Lisa, even for me. Right, stick you... to your own neighborhood with your kids, Lisa. <laughs> Learn to uh, visit Lisa's your kids are all pugs and they're not allowed to eat chocolate. Yeah, so, so what up? <clears throat> 
All right, uh, let's go over what we're going to be talking about today. Rain out last night, uh, Brandon, Major League Baseball, right? Yeah, they Game called it. get played. Actually, right at the end of the show was when they, said they officially came out and they said, yeah, we're not going to get this game in tonight, so we're going to be pushing this thing. So game four of the ALCS coming tonight. And uh, you get a rematch of game one, Zach Greinke versus, uh, I believe, Tanaka for the Yankees. So the Yankees are hoping that they get a repeat of game one because obviously they won game one in the ALCS. All right, Joanna, how about entertainment news? What do we got? What do we got our eye on? Entertainment. If you are a huge Disney fan, this is your opportunity to show it. A website is offering $1,000 to a big Disney fan to watch 30 Disney shows or movies Done. on Disney Plus. Do you have to watch the whole no, series just, or just a just one episode? I think just one episode and it's just 30 movies or shows and they're hooking you up with like a whole kit. They're going to hook you up with Disney Plus Ooh. with some goodies. And Do you get, get to pick the shows? You get to pick the shows nice. and the movies that you watch. Right. I was you already planning them, on that. Do you get to watch them earlier before Disney Plus is out? No, I think it's when it comes out. When it comes out. Well, don't you think a lot of people are going to do that anyway? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a I lot think, of people are, Yeah, right. That sounds like a weekend to me. Might as well get some money out of it. On yeah. a related <laughs> note, I noticed uh, it says that some of the Marvel shows like uh, WandaVision and Hawkeye and Winter Soldier are reportedly going to cost $25 million per episode. And the Star Wars uh, Disney Plus show that's going to be the on Mandalorian is going to be $15 million per episode. Ooh. I've seen the trailers for The Mandalorian, and that looks every bit of 15. I'm surprised that it's yeah. not more. Mm-hmm. You're like, it looks every bit of 15, and it looks like, yeah, I'll be paying for the <laughs> Disney+. Plus. <laughs> well, look, they went, what, nine nine ninety five a month from me? and Not even. I think it's like six-something, okay. six, $6.99. So they want six bucks a month, and they spent $15 million to bring me a Star Wars show? Yeah. I kind of feel obligated to tell you the <laughs> truth. It's like they did this for me. Obligated mm-hmm. enough to buy three no, more no, yeah. no, no, I am not. I'm going to go with yes. I am not your daddy Warbucks. You're mm-hmm. going to have to figure this out on your own. Have you figured out that alarm clock on your own? Dang. Not, mm-hmm. Haven't yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lisa, how about news? What do we got coming up in today's news headlines? Well, we do have some sad news, breaking news from this morning. You. U.S. Representative Elijah Cummings of Maryland has died at the age of 68. Uh, This news did break this morning, and it looks like uh, the longtime Maryland Democrat and key figure leading investigations into the president has died. He died of complications concerning longstanding health challenges, according to his office. He's represented Maryland's 7th Congressional District since 1996 and served as the chairman of the House Oversight and Reform. Forum Committee, one of the panels involved in the impeachment inquiry of Donald Trump. Right. So Elijah Cummings, very much a key figure in the uh, impeachment proceedings. And uh, if these roles were reversed and it was the Clintons getting about ready to be impeached, the Internet would be abuzz with Clinton what did Hillary count. do? Yeah. Clinton body <laughs> what did who, did, who did they hire to do this? How did they poison him? You want to start that Trump thing that Trump got to Elijah Cummings? I kind of do. Yeah. You want to just. Hop troll, on that Reddit, yo. Troll the magas. Yeah, think okay. you know, let's go make an anonymous account and just start spreading rumors out also, there. Also, uh, there was a meeting that was very brief between Donald Trump and uh, congressional leaders, including Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer yesterday and many others, uh, in which, uh, according to the Democrats, the president had a meltdown. He called 
uh, the Democrats' names. He said bad things about Nancy Pelosi to her face. He also trash-talked his former Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, one of the most decorated uh, generals in the history of the of the of the u.s military and uh yeah basically had a meltdown and they nancy pelosi believes it was because he had just been informed that the uh, congress the house of representatives had held a vote where overwhelmingly democrats and republicans uh condemned his action in uh, syria and according to Nancy, that's what she says that had Trump. That was the bee in his bonnet during this meeting. Uh, this uh, just came over. Jonah Hill is no longer in talks to play a villain in the Batman. Yeah, the headline I saw, they were trying to line him up as the Riddler. Jonah Hill is the Riddler? Yeah. At least that's the headline that I saw. And it was, it, it, when you hear Jonah Hill thing. and Batman villain, don't you automatically think, oh, Penguin. But he's not fat anymore, or is he? You know, that dude fluctuates a lot. He does fluctuate. So it says that Jonah Hill's no longer in talks to play a villain in The Batman. They should get uh, the guy who played the werewolf in the sparkly vampire movie. Tyler uh, Lautner. I haven't seen him in a lot recently. (laughs) Get him in there and make him Joker. Make him whatever. Make him Bane. Yeah. Um, Zombieland Double Tap is coming out. Are we? Did we get invited by our boss to go see Zombieland Double Tap? Yeah, and that's going to count as a movie. Yeah, I mean the, as a meeting. Yeah, still nobody's uh, responded yet. Though. I haven't. I didn't get nice that. Guys. What did it come yes, in the form of an email? Did. Yeah. Yeah, it was Not probably an email that, that you ignored. Yes, you did. You deleted it. Um, Pays attention to the wish emails, but not our boss's emails. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael Sarah turned down a role in Zombieland Double Tap, and he would have played Jesse Eisenberg's doppelganger, which would have been hilarious because people get Jesse Eisenberg yeah. and oh, Michael yeah. Sarah confused all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, he didn't. He didn't do it. Boo. Uh, the the wife of former Tarzan actor Ron Eli was stabbed to death in their home yesterday. Yeah. The perpetrator, according to police, was their son, who was shot and killed by police. Uh, I don't know any more about the story, but Ron Eli's going to be 80-something by now. He played Tarzan in the 60s on, uh, as I recall, I think it was TV. I think I used to see those reruns. But Ron Eli's going to be in his 80s. I don't know how, how old the son is. But, I mean, I was surprised by this story primarily to find out that Ron Eli is still alive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it sounds like the the son stabbed the mother and then the son was shot and killed by police. Uh, Ron Eli is also, in the New York Times, he's, uh, he's very often a clue because they need three letters sometimes and... Ron Eli will come up as a clue in the crossword puzzle. Then you should have known he was alive. The son is 30 years old. Wow. Oh, he must have, okay, he must have married a younger woman and then had a kid. Because I'm telling you, Ron Eli has got it. Can you look up Ron Eli? No, how, you know what? I, how old Ron Eli is? He's been married to his 81. wife. He's 81. Yes. He's been married to his wife for a while now, though. She was well, Miss Virginia. 30 I think? years, but still. I mean, she might be 
either quite a bit younger than him or a little bit younger than him, I guess. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. There's an upcoming movie in which uh, Mina Suvari, the actress from American Beauty, plays Nicole Brown Simpson. And American Pie. And American... Was Mina Suvari in American Pie? She was the drama chick. Oh, okay. Well, she's also been in a couple of American Horror Stories, too. Wow. Yeah, wow. A lot of movies with American in the title. Very patriotic, that Mina Suvari. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she's going to play Nicole Brown Simpson in a movie about Nicole's murder, but it's a movie that doesn't point the finger at O.J. Simpson. Instead, the movie pins the murder on a serial killer named Glenn Rogers. Uh, there's a trailer online. Is it being produced by a company called The Juice? <laughs> <laughs> Juice Productions Worldwide. An Orenthal James production. Yeah. There's a trailer online. It's called The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. It seems like uh, they're placing the blame on Glenn Rogers, who was a serial killer who had once claimed to have killed Nicole and Ron Goldman. Uh, If you stop caring about the O.J. Simpson murders since the trial ended and then only got interested uh, two or three years ago when they had a bunch of they had a series and a documentary about it, uh, his name had come up over the past decade as a suspicious character. And his story has been told on some true crime shows. Apparently, he was working for Nicole as a painter around the time of the murders. Glenn, uh, this guy, has claimed that O.J. hired him to rob and potentially kill Nicole, but some say he might have been obsessed with her and murdered her on his own. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mina Suvari plays Nicole in the movie. And she's choir chick, by the way. Choir In American Pie, not drama. Choir. You got to check out the pictures of this movie because they have, like, who's playing Kris Jenner. Really? What's the movie called again? Uh, The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. I'd like to see a Tarantino version of the O.J. Simpson murders and have Brad Pitt play Cato, and then at the last second, he shows up and kills O.J. before he can cut, and then Nicole and Nicole and Cato live happily ever after. Uh-huh. Would that be great? That'd be pretty cool. Tarantino's pulled that a couple of times. You have Brad Pitt show up and kill whoever the historical villain is. Would that be great? Yeah. Stop right there, O.J. And then Brad Pitt just kills O.J. The uh, DMV, the Department of Voter Vehicles, may start charging a fee just for visiting the DMV. You know, because we all love to do it so much. <laughs> the Rhode Island DMV. What's what I, I, mean, I mean, honestly, for me, if I opened up my bank account and I'm like, dude, I got some extra money. What do I want to do? I think I'd I go spend the, the afternoon at the DMV. Hang out at the DMV. In Rhode Island, the DMV has pitched the plan. Uh, for its latest budget request, where they charge a $15 fee just for walking in the door, like an, an admission fee to the DMV. Now, let's say you go there and you don't have the proper paperwork or they have to send you to do something. You, you don't get your $15 back. Um, excuse me. You have Form 10, 1045. You need uh, Form 1045A. They want to add the These fee. are completely different forms. They want to add the fee on anyone who shows up at the DMV to do something that they could have done via the mail, like 
license or registration renewal. I think it says. I try to do that anyway. Like I think, yeah. like that's my goal. I think it really says something that the DMV thinks that people go there when it's not their last option. They are estimating that in Rhode Island, it would bring in about a million dollars in new revenue a year. Uh, so it, it has to be approved by the governor. There's no word on if the governor is going to approve the plan. Uh, but other states might follow suit. So my uh, my worst DMV story is I had to go and renew my license. So I I go down there and as I'm, I'm I get in line because there's always line at the DMV, and this lady comes through the door carrying a clipboard. And she just lays into me. And I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I, just, I just picture Buzz just like, what? what? Well, at, at first I thought, because uh, this has happened before, somebody recognizes me and they're like, watch, I'm going to mess with Buzz and pretend he's in trouble. That's happened before. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I thought, and uh, she's wearing a jacket, like with DMV on it. Uh-huh. And she's carrying a thing. And she comes, anyway, she's laying into me. And I, at first, I think is she's joking, so I'm smiling. You know, okay, there, you got He's me. Like, ah, busted. Then I realize she's I'm not, punked. and everybody in the DMV is looking at us because she's uh-huh. yelling. What I figured out, uh-huh. she thought she had been administering a driver's test. Uh huh. She thought that on the road to the DMV that I had somehow cut her off. <gasps> oh. I think she might have. Confused me with somebody else. Did you? Did, did you, you cut her off? Cut somebody if off I did, I'm completely day. unaware of it. She said that that road goes from two lanes to one lane or something. I, it didn't make any sense to me because I was completely unaware if this happened. Uh-huh. But I, that's why I say I think she might have. You know, maybe it happened and she thought I was the guy, but I wasn't the guy. Anyway, she's going on. She's just laying into it. There's a cop. Like in there at the DMV for some reason, so I'm kind of looking over at him, and he sure. Are you asking for help? I don't know. <laughs> You're on your own there. Dude. I just kind of give him a glance, and he kind of shrugs, and yeah. I say, "Hold on a second. Can you write a ticket?" And she's like, "Did she goes on saying you come in? No, no, no. But can you write me a ticket for that?" Uh-huh. And she goes, "No." And I said, "Then stop talking." To you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Buzz. But that's, that's just an example of my ongoing uh-huh. relationship with the DMV. It's never a pleasant experience, and mm-hmm. sometimes I get verbally assaulted <laughs> when I go there. If you like theme restaurants like Hollywood, rock and roll, or washed-up country singers, you'll simply love the only place you can dine and experience the joy of a visit to the Department of Motor Vehicles. It's DMV. Usually, I only go to the DMV once a year, but since this place opened up, I can go every day. Yeah. Yeah, and the hard plastic benches, long lines, and Spartan atmosphere give me the true DMV experience. DMV not only has mediocre to poor service, the food pretty much sucks too. But isn't that what you've come to expect from the DMV? Number 985. 985. 
Oh, oh, that's me. Hey, I've been waiting an hour. I'll have a uh, cheeseburger, fries, and a Coke. You didn't fill out your form correctly. Back to the end of the line. Wow, this is just like being at the DMV. <laughs> our food is poor. Our servers are dour, bored, and frustrated. We even throw in a bit of red tape. You didn't come within 60 days of receiving the mailer we sent you, so we're going to charge you $500. God, I love this place. DMV, the restaurant. Open 830 to 4 weekdays, closed Saturdays and Sundays, and on all federal, state, and local holidays. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Look at this. We're exactly two weeks away from Halloween. Halloween is on on a Thursday this year. Exciting. So uh, 14 days until Halloween. So uh, Lisa is a member of a foodie group on Facebook. (laughs) Not for long. (laughs) (laughs) They going to kick you out, girl. I know they're going to. She she had me sign up just so I could see all the drama on her Facebook. (laughs) And so I just signed up. And one of the things they tell you is trolling or abusiveness of any kind will not be tolerated. I wasn't even yeah. trolling, though. I was genuinely just asking a question. I don't think he's like, talking about your question. I think he's uh, talking about the people who are responding to your question. Oh, yeah. No. I, anyway. Are you in this group, Brandon, or no? No. Okay, I'm going to forward the screenshots to you two then. <laughs> so, Lisa, what did you post yesterday in your group for foodies? Well, I just had a couple questions because they do give really good advice. They give, like, best burgers in town, best best enchiladas, best elotes, everything in this group. So I just happened to ask everyone, like, hey, guys, what do you think the best neighborhood is to go trick-or-treating in for kids? And, like, what neighborhood do you think? uh, That seems like an innocent question to me and not one that would spur uh, 127 comments. Yeah. Holy cow. My bad. Um, Yes. So So, this guy jumps in. Uh, and we'll just call him Pete. <laughs> and I'll do the voice of Pete okay. for our purposes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the question was, what's the best neighborhood to go take your kids trick-or-treating? Okay. Your own neighborhood. Keep it local. It's about taking your kids out and meeting your neighbors, not driving your kid around trying to bag expensive candy. Right, Brandon, I send all the stuff to you. Uh, then some uh, somebody said, except a lot of neighborhoods are dead and don't do trick-or-treating. Nice idea, though, but it doesn't work for everyone. And then Pete jumps back in there and says, but the question wasn't my neighborhood is dead. Where can I take my kids trick-or-treat? What was asked was where's the best candy was? Big difference between seeking fun for your kids and looking to exploit the kindness of people in different neighborhoods. Okay, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Wait, was your question who has the best candy? Well, My question, there, I think in the very first picture I sent you, it was just, hey guys, Halloween is coming up and I want to know, where do you think it's the best neighborhood to go trick-or-treating in? Question. And what neighborhood do you think gives out the best candy? Thanks. So, I, the first question was the genuine question we were asking. Ever does she mention, like, I'm going to take my kid here, or I have a kid and I want to know where I could take him trick-or-treating? Never does she mention we should, she has we, a kid. I mean, just to clarify here. Uh, Lisa has no kids. Lisa is a sad, childless woman. <laughs> childless millennial. <laughs> childless I millennial. I just went home right now to switch out my contacts, and my dog looks at me like, oh, you're home? That's cool, and goes back to sleep. I'm like, all right, thanks for getting up, Tubbs. Yeah, <laughs> I but I, w- I would have thought, 
Yeah, because I, I live in one of those neighborhoods where Did they just guy. don't really do trick-or-treating. Yeah. Are you really? I them? know. Yeah, at least send me screenshots of everything. Holy cow. I know. Buzz is like, did you send them yet? I'm like, dude, so there's literally like, 120 comments. So it seems like a guy named Pete and a lady named Ness get into it. So We're Ness fans of Ness. Response, Pete, exploiting kindness on a holiday that is about giving out candy to kids? There's nothing to exploit. Geesh, you sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> then Ray Ann chimes in and says, my neighborhood is one that gets filled to the point where cops are patrolling. It's no fun. Kids are not. Well, I think cops are out mostly to make sure cars aren't aren't going fast. So you see a yeah. lot of cop cars and you remember, oh, crud, it's, it's Halloween. I better not forget. Uh, for I me, think that's why the cops are out, right? My, that's kind of how my neighborhood is, where it's so filled with people. Like For someone like me, where I'm trying to pull out of my driveway, I can't because there's so many kids going past my house and they don't stop. So they, I just have to sit there and pray that finally a parent's going to look up and go, oh, hold on, we should stop and let this right. homeowner. So the level of aggression is by degrees. It's just like (laughs) it gets ratcheted up as it goes on. So Pete responds to Ness. I like how you focused on that part and negated the fact that the question asked and your answer was completely off the mark. But yes, it is called exploiting if you're on a mission to seek out those neighborhoods strictly because you want expensive candy. If you're going out trick-or-treating, for the sake of the holiday, it wouldn't matter where you go now, would it? Continue. Does Pete ever say where the hell he lives? Because we're avoiding that guy's I, neighborhood. I, I don't Holy know. It sounds cow. like he Everybody thinks... Everybody go to his neighborhood. Yeah, so, actually, yeah. No, I'd, I'd be checking that candy for razor blades. Like, you know how that stuff never happens? And you've always heard these these horror stories about make sure you check your kid's candy because there might be something in it. That dude's putting stuff into candies. Uh, He goes on to say, the funny part is I did not post to be negative. I posted to encourage people (laughs) to keep it local and get to know your neighbors to make your neighborhood safer. People seeking to get the best bang for their buck are the ones that think it's negative. I always find it interesting when somebody posts something that's super negative and they immediately try to flip it around like you're on the one other that people. Oh, you're, you're the, the one, one being negative. negative. I love what Ness replies. She replied this gift that's like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. the Jennifer Lawrence oh. one. I'm like, all right. Just pump the brakes there, pal. Yeah. Then Christina comes in and says, Pete, you are spot on. Stay in, stay in your own community. And then someone else comes in and says, my mom's neighborhood sucks. So this comment is a no-go. And Christina comments, so what about your hood? And then someone else said, unless a new neighborhood, not so great as people are still moving in. That's my experience. I think this problem. See, I thought, you know, this was to help people like that. All right. So here, here's my deal. I, Especially I, if you just moved here. Yeah. You guys have been, well, Brandon's lived at my house. So you, you know that my neighborhood, the houses are spread Very out. Far you got to walk, you know, the better part of a block. It's not well lit. It's not, it's kind of in the, con- not really the country. <sighs> okay, let's give this. Anyway, how, we don't get a, a lot of trick-or-treaters. So on a my, block, how many houses are on one block in your street? Let's, two. Okay, in my neighborhood, on one block is about six. So yeah. there's a good there's a good example. Like my neighborhood, which is lit on Halloween, there's so many people going up and down the streets. You can hit six houses in one block, and I'm gonna guarantee you at least five of those houses are giving out candy. Buzz's neighborhood, maybe I, a I, house. I haven't got a trick or treater the entire. I've, I've lived in my house for 15 years. I haven't had one trick-or-treater come to my door. Of course, my doorbell hasn't worked for two <laughs> years. 
So that could have something to do with it. But the point is, when my kids were little and wanted to go trick-or-treat, I didn't want to disappoint them, so we went over to where their grandma lived. Yeah. And on each street, there's like 10 houses on one side, 10 houses on the other. That's 20 houses. Mm-hmm. And out of those, you know, 15 maybe yeah. are giving out candy. So I get why you might want to go other than exploiting Pete's, I guess, wealthy neighborhood. <laughs> How great does he think his candy is? He's talking about to go to get the expensive candy. I think little fun-sized three musketeers cost the same no matter what your income bracket is or where you live. I don't understand what you're talking about, sir. All children love Smarties. <laughs> So this nice ladyness writes, sorry that there are a lot of negative people telling you to stay in your community or neighborhood. I love going to other areas and exploring the city, even on Halloween. To which D writes, exploring or exploiting. <laughs> Lisa, not not our Lisa, different Lisa says, OMG, yes, exploitation of your Snickers. Relax. Relax crying emoji then the most important one of all gonzo replies his neighborhood jello shots <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna write that down uh, martha says we're going to have a trunk or treat on post so on the military base mm-hmm. for a couple hours the saturday before halloween I just bought a ton of candy last week. See, and that's, I really like that there are some people saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. It's not on Halloween, but, you know, more than welcome to come. What does, looks like someone dirty deleted. I don't understand what that comment means. I I think because Joanna said it too. Someone deleted a comment that was uh, earlier in the in this thread about people from Mexico coming over and doing their trick or treating here. All right, so you were just saying, hey, what's the best neighborhood to trick-or-treat in? And somebody took that to mean, oh, you poors want to come into my neighborhood and take our rich people candy. Yeah, whoever this Christina person <laughs> is, she mad, though. I know, Christina. Your own dang angry. neighborhood. This whole driving to collect is just greed. It's enough with the chihuahua plates. We still hand out candy because it isn't the kids' fault that, that they have bleep lazy parents that want it all free, drop them off, then drive ahead. Heaven forbid they walk with them and show them the fun and meet some neighbors in the process. You greedy jerks know who you are. The rest, look forward to meeting you some na- meeting some new neighbors. <laughs> All right, uh, so if you want to call in, here's the toll-free studio line, 844-305-6210. It's fun to read Facebook comments, but I I like phone calls as well. We just want to know, do you think it's a bad idea to leave your neighborhood and go to someone else's neighborhood? Or did you have that neighborhood when you were a kid? That had the good candy, and as a kid, you were like, "Well, we know," because you would talk about it the next day at school. Yeah, you had because mm-hmm. you know, just because you all go to the same school doesn't necessarily mean you're in the exact same neighborhood. So you yeah. hear the other kids like, "Oh man, you know, there's this one block they were giving out full size candy bars and a soda co- uh, uh, soda can." See, and the thing for me is too is it was a little bit also of hanging out with your friends. So my parents would take me to the neighborhood where all the kids went trick or treating because that's where all my friends were, and mm-hmm. you wanted to do it with your friends. And there was a, there's a lot of neighborhoods too where they have you know haunted houses that you go through. There's a house down the street from mine, a couple blocks, and they go all out. They do a huge haunted house on their front lawn. Oh, there's yeah. all these huge mannequins and all. All these scary things that they do. So they love when kids come to their house. 
And That's so- called going Dunphy for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your nightmare. <laughs> yeah, people love it. And because of that, you have these neighbors that do that. And then, like my friends, we all do it in the same neighborhood. All right. We all gotta, share houses. I, I got to take a break. Let's see if we get uh, some phone calls. Do, our, when I was a kid, we would go into town because we lived in the country. Yeah. And our nearest neighbor was half a mile away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so give us a call and let us know. Do you have to, is it is it bad form to yeah. go trick or treat in a neighborhood other than your own? Halloween is almost here. Here are some tips for holiday shopping. Make sure to buy candy. Mm. Then buy more candy next week when you eat it all. God damn it. Then buy it a third time. <laughs> Don't forget to go costume hunting. But when everything makes you look fat, just give up and buy beer. For decorating, pick up lots of fake spider webs. Brush down all the real spider webs when putting them up at your house. <laughs> now you're probably out of beer. Break open the whiskey. These have been Halloween holiday shopping tips. Have a super merry Halloween. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, let's get some uh, phone calls all about uh, Lisa's Facebook post yesterday. I think I think this would be a good feature. Lisa puts up like a controversial, fa- it wasn't controversial, but puts up a Facebook post. An innocuous An question inno- yeah, that right. people take Let's see out how line. offended people can get from it. So the, the OP... And everybody started referring to Lisa as the OP. <laughs> you know what that means, right? Original poster? Yeah. Yeah. A gay bar in downtown. So what What was your original post again? Original poster? <sighs> My original post was, Hey guys, Halloween is coming up and I want to know, where do you think is the best neighborhood to go trick-or-treating in? And what neighborhood do you think gives out the best candy? So some, Thanks. Some people in this uh, foodie group took it to mean... Stay in your own neighborhood. This going around town trying to find the elite candy isn't what Halloween is all about. And then people started responding saying, Hey, when did you guys get all Dude? I got elitist about your about your candy and yeah. what neighborhoods give away. This whole one between this Christina and Ness is just amazing. Oh, I know. Sid, hello, Sid. Hey, Sid. Hey, boys. How y'all doing? Doing good. good. Sid, uh, what do you think? Is it is it okay to go to other neighborhoods to take your kids trick-or-treating? I think so. And the reason why, is like I was telling Miss Joanna, is my neighborhood, you go back like five, ten years ago, it was like every house was lit up and, you know what I mean, everybody was handing out candy. Now, mm-hmm. if you watch, like I said, and I live in the Northeast, and you know what I mean, it's a pretty decent neighborhood. The thing is, there's less and less houses. You know, yeah. so, you know, so, you know, I don't have a problem. And the two things you take a look at is one, sometimes the parents are driving because it's cold out there. And two, they're trying to find some houses for the kids. For me, I don't care if they're from Mexico, if they're from New Mexico, if, they're, if they come to my house, guess what? They're getting candy. And mm-hmm. the smart ones come a little bit later because I'm getting tired and I start taking mad handfuls and just throwing it there back <laughs> to get rid of it. You know, so if you go too late, though, you might have missed out and they're out. <laughs> you know, you, you might show up well, and they've already know. given it all out. Well, like I said, the thing is, when it comes around 830 or so, you know, it's like, OK, 830, 9 o'clock, give it all away. You know, because if I don't give it away, I ended up eating it and then I end up having a problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so no, there's no problem with that, because like I said, there's different reasons why people do it. And I'm not going to say you're not from my neighborhood. 
you're not from my country. Heck no. If you're a little kid and you come up to my house, guess what? You're getting candy. How would you know if they're from your neighborhood? They got a mask on for the most part, right? I know. I'm like, are you checking IDs at the door? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sid. No. Well, real quick, the reason why is half the mask that the kids get, it gets so hot out of their face, they end up putting the mask up anyways. Oh, yeah, so. that's true. You know, so that was just my point of view. So I figure, you know, it's not worth much, but it was my point of view. I grew so, up yeah. so I grew up so country that if <laughs> we had been required to trick or treat in my neighborhood, we would have had to taken four ten shotguns in case there were coyotes. <laughs> That's how out the country I was. All right, you have coyote pelts. All right, thanks for taking my call. All right, we'll see you soon. Thanks. <clears throat> You know, so we'd go into uh, town. Sometimes you have to. Uh, Jeff, hello. Hi, Jeff. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, hey, how's it going? Doing good, Joe. We're just trying to figure out uh, why some people get so upset at the idea that people might go to a different neighborhood than their own to uh, trick-or-treat. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I'm all for people coming into my neighborhood. So just like Sid says, you know, well, my kids are in East Division, and we hardly had any trick or treaters. So after maybe two hours, I had seen the same trick or treaters maybe two or three times. You start recognizing the same kids, and by that time, you realize nobody else is coming. So I might as well just give these kids all the candy. Right. Mm-hmm. So handing out fistfuls. And even then, by the end of the night, we had so much candy left over. It just, it sat there through Christmas. and Sure it did. <laughs> sure it did, Joe. Sure it did. Well, maybe at your house. I would have had type 2 diabetes by Christmas. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. I would have had, I would have had a, a half a foot on one leg by the time I was done eating all that. Don't you have that anyway? No, I do not have diabetes. <laughs> I wasn't talking about diabetes. I was talking about the broken foot. Yeah. <clears throat> no, they salvaged all of it. It was a miracle. <laughs> uh, it was a miracle of modern surgery, but I got them all. I got all my toes and everything. <laughs> Hello, Jeff. Hey, y'all. Hey, um, what's up, Jeff? Not much. I've called in before, but uh, calling in about the uh, candy thing. So I know uh, you guys have UTEP over there. I'm in New Mexico, so I'm on NMSU. Okay. Uh, I live in family housing, and a lot of the little kids here, they're little, little. They're, like, less than two years old. My kids are 9 and 10, so taking them trick-or-treating around here, it's just not practical. So, yeah, right. it makes more sense to leave your neighborhood just to get more candy and get the experience that the kids of that particular age are looking for, you know? i got to think back, uh, like, over 10 years, but when my kids were real little, like, one or two, mm-hmm. you just kind of take them around to family and to people you know, and... Right, you know, just it's to, more show for the, to show off their little costume. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the if they're real little, you know, they can't eat a whole lot of candy anyway, and they don't they don't know what's going on. But yeah, if you got kids that want to get out there and do the full thing, you got to find a neighborhood where there's plenty of houses given doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Right? All yeah. right, thanks, uh, Jeff. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks Bye. for the call. All right. Yeah, I just don't understand. First of all. I, I'm not trying to judge or put her into any category, but then Christina wrote, you guys are, you all acting like uh, you're Bernie and you want free stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> like, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Oddly and I, di- I didn't want to come out and say that I think this breaks down like a, uh, along lines of people who see... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know. Oddly enough, it seems parents are so inconvenienced. You could always pay and take them to Peter Piper, Peter Piper Pizza or splurge and have them hand out candy. Oh, wait, it isn't about the kids. It's about you. Oh, Jesus. Damn. Lisa, read that one comment about El Paso Strong. Oh, <laughs> so messed up. Uh, somebody wrote in to the show, I guess all that hashtag El Paso Strong kindness stops when it comes to trick-or-treating. <laughs> Hello, uh, Diego. Hey, guys, I just got a quick comment on, on this whole thing. If Lisa would have just worded the whole thing a little different, like per se, hey, I'm taking a poll, you guys let me know. You know, if you you think, you think your side is better than this side, let's see if I find out that way. And then hit up that side of town. Lisa, was your original intention like get people to show neighborhood pride? Like, oh, we give the best candy in Eastridge, or we give the best candy in the Upper Valley. Was that kind of what you were trying to do with this? No. Uh, okay. My, my, no. Okay, well, there goes my theory. All right. No, my my idea was it was more kind of thinking along the lines of uh, if there is a military family or someone who just moved into town and you're afraid that your kid's not going to get a lot, like in your neighborhood, a kid's not going to get a lot of candy, you know, what's the best neighborhood to go trick-or-treating in? Where is the biggest, you know, party? Or like, like the park by my house. They have a huge Halloween party every Look. year, too. So it was just more like that. And then we just added, because Joanna and I were just brainstorming yesterday, and I add, well, what neighborhood do you think gives the best candy? Just right. asking. Thanks, Diego, for the call. All right, guys. Have a good one. We you really know. just wanted to find out where those jello shots come from. <laughs> <laughs> we were really just looking for and the jello worked, shot guy. But yeah. it spiraled out of control. A couple, three, four Halloweens ago, somebody called in and said, man, I was taking my kids trick or treat, and there was a guy. He was so cool. He was giving the adults Jello shots, and then the the Jello shot guy called into the show, yeah, it was and great. it was like, God, I kind of want to move. <laughs> that sounds like a fun neighbor. My neighborhood he is active on social media. On Halloween, we found him again. The lights are off. Most of the folks there are older. Mm-hmm. They don't have little kids. It's just right. not. I mean, it's a, it's a nice neighborhood, but it's not a good trick-or-treat neighborhood. Exactly. And not everyone's neighborhood is a good trick-or-treating neighborhood. And it doesn't mean, oh, if you're coming to my neighborhood, that means you're from a worse neighborhood. Therefore, I get to look down on you. This is, I don't Christina. think this, I don't think, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot of people want to tag their post with, build that wall. <laughs> Maga. Yeah. Maga. And, and it's, it's not even like that. It's just, hey, sometimes there's better neighborhoods to trick or treat and there's no. more kids. It's more well lit. I don't, I don't think this is an issue here, but think about some cities where they have like, you know, some neighborhoods that are dangerous, you know, uh-huh. some neighborhoods that are the projects. Yeah. You can't, you know, it wouldn't be safe to take your little kids. If you live in someplace, you know, you, I could understand you want to take them out someplace. It's safe. Yeah. You know, what if you live in a neighborhood where you've got a big crime or drug problem? Mm-hmm. I mean, because you live in that neighborhood, those are your circumstances. Does that mean your kids can't have Halloween? I think- yeah. You know, if you're if you're blessed to live in a nice neighborhood where it's safe to walk down the street and you think some people are coming from a neighborhood where where maybe it's not so mm-hmm. safe to do that, maybe uh, show a little bit of Christian uh, spirit and uh, welcome them yes. <laughs> into your I, neighborhood. I agree with Ness on that one where she said, I believe our city, the entire city is my community. And is it wrong for you to meet someone who lives on the other side of town and meets a new person? No. If they uh, want to come visit, then here sure. I got uh, time to put in a call to the Eastside Holiday Hotline yeah. with All right. Halloween coming up. I don't think it's too early. They should have some kind of message. 
uh, from the Eastside Holiday Hotline. I hope they do anyway. Oh, Carnal. Thank you for calling the Eastside Holiday Hotline. I'm Little Puppy. Would you like me to carve your pumpkin? Orale, Holmes, you know the best part about Halloween? It's not the treats, eh? It's the tricks, Holmes. That's right, I'm talking about the baby's mamas, eh? Because check it out, you got like a new hood rat coming by your house with their little kids like every three to four minutes. Serio, so today I'm gonna teach you how to pick up on your own personal trick for Halloween, Holmes. Okay, check it out. What you wanna do is get yourself a bucket full of candy, Holmes. Then you just wait for someone to show up. Okay, here we go. Trick or treat, Holmes. Orale, trick or treat to you, Holmes. Here's some candy corn and sh- Hey, looking good. What's your name? Hi. Ah, I'm not talking to you, little girl. I'm talking to you, girl. What's your name, Holmes? Maria. Orale, Maria. I give the kids the candy corn, and I give the older ones my Tootsie Pop. Orale, come inside. Would you like a Budweiser? <laughs> okay. Hey, kid, go f- trick or treat or something, Holmes. Your mom's going to be busy for a while. Come back in about 15 minutes, eh? Orale. There you have it, Holmes. The perfect way to pick up a trick for Halloween. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some Halloween cheer to distribute, Holmes. Make sure you call back the Eastside Holiday Hotline for more helpful holiday tips. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. We do have a few mugshots, so I'm going to put that on the screen behind me. You can follow along if you're over on our Facebook at Buzz Adams Show on Facebook. Just make sure you've clicked on today's uh, video. Enlarge the video. You can also see the chat uh, over on our Facebook page. Married couple in Oklahoma had an open relationship with another woman. So this this always a, ends well. There's a word for this. It's called a thruple. Uh, Tim Yost of El Reno, Oklahoma, is married to 36-year-old Rochelle. But they had a third member in their relationship, a 29-year-old woman named Amanda Breeze. Well, it... You sure her last name wasn't Hug and Kiss? Amanda Hug and Kiss? I need Amanda Hug and Kiss. So, a little background. I guess it was okay for a few months. (laughs) Back in September, Amanda announced that she wasn't happy with the relationship and she didn't want to be the other woman. So, she left and Tim went with her. Leaving Rochelle and their three kids. Oof. Well, that didn't last very long, and Tim and Amanda got into a fight over toilet paper, laundry, and dishes. So, <laughs> Tim, st- we're going to hear from Tim here in a minute, too. Tim stormed out. Rochelle came with her van to get his stuff. So, I guess she was all ready to, you know, welcome him back in. So she was in the van, and Tim drove off on his Harley. But Amanda, the other woman, was furious, so she drove after them and intentionally hit Tim with her vehicle. He flew off his bike on the freeway. Rochelle, who was driving the van, responded by ramming into Amanda's car. Then both women got out and started fighting. So we're going to listen to the 911 call of people reporting uh, the fight on the side of the road, and then we're going to hear from Tim... Uh, kind of acknowledging. Yeah, I know how this looks. The Jerry Springer nature nature of uh, what went on. Well, there's a wreck south of Wakama. It's about two miles, and there's people beating each other up on the side of the road in the median. There's people beating each other up. 
She jumped on her like a spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all hopped up a Mountain Dew. This this is Tim. This is the guy who got knocked off his motorcycle, and then his wife and the other woman in their relationship started fighting each other. So this is Tim. She jumped on her like a spider monkey and just took her to the ground. I mean, and she's just beating the snot out of her. And she's delivering these hammer fist blows to Amanda's face, just, I mean, just rocking her world. Oh, I get it. It's, it's, like, it's like some Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, it is. A burglary suspect in Texas taunted the police, telling them that there was no way they would ever find him. This happened on Friday. 42-year-old Jason San Miguel in Wharton, Texas, was wanted on burglary charges. He received a phone call from a police officer to tell him to turn himself in. Which I I I guess I I'm I'm not all that surprised they do that. Does that surprise you that the police hey, listen, you're wanted, come turn yourself in. Uh it happened in this case. Anyway, Mr. San Miguel responded by telling the cop that there was no way they were ever going to find him. Hell no. I won't go. Police found him two hours later. <laughs> Never they, mind. <laughs> well, well, wait until you hear how good the police work is. They found him two hours later when they spotted his car in his own driveway mm. and then found Mr. San Miguel hiding in his attic. <laughs> Maybe he was reenacting the uh, the Bubble Boy. Was Not Bubble Boy, Balloon Boy. That goes straight up, or, uh, Balloon Boy, right up to the uh, head out in the attic. Well, I was thinking maybe he thought he was throwing him off his trail. Is like, there's no way you'll ever find. And then the police would say, well, there's no point checking his house. He's already told us, you know, he's real, really hidden in a good place. Maybe. Jason thought that he was really outsmarting the cop. They'll never think to look in my attic. He's facing between five and ten years for felony burglary. Anyway, this is a picture of the man being arrested by Wharton police. A man got arrested for flashing inside a Dollar General store. He flashed his uh, genitals to a woman. She called the police. When they got there, 23-year-old Nicholas Sheehy admitted that he did what the woman said he did. The police report says he, quote, so this, the following is directly from the police report, stated that he had seen someone do it in a pornographic film and oh. believed that the female patron may respond to it sexually. What is this, a science experiment? So this guy said he saw somebody a porn do it and he thought it might work for him. So, samesies. She didn't, though. She didn't respond to it sexually. She responded by calling the police, so he was arrested for indecent exposure. And here is... Here is the 23-year-old man. Uh, what's his name again? Nicholas Sheehy. Gretchen Wilson got kicked out of a hotel for being too loud. Gretchen uh, Wilson is a country music artist whose biggest hit was Redneck Woman, and it was a big hit. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest. It was a big, it was all over the radio when it came out. 
Uh, she had played a country music festival in Las Cruces and was staying at Hotel Encanto. Early Sunday, she was kicked out because she was being too loud. It says here that Gretchen Wilson and her crew were kicked out. Employees knocked on her door several times, asking her to keep down the noise. So uh, she wouldn't do it, so they called 911. I had the 911 call. Uh, local TV station got the audio. Uh, so in the audio, uh, you hear the hotel employee uh, describe what happened. We went up there multiple times the past half hour. So then I went up there, and she stated that she was um, a, a celebrity, but I forgot to get her name. Apparently she, Gretchen something, she participated in the country music festival. Her words was, I paid for the room, I can care less what people think. And so oh. I called my manager, my manager's like, call PD and have them help the security guard ask her off property. There was no music or television, she's just being super loud. And you'd want her removed from the company? Uh, yeah, that's what my manager said. All right. Did he say there was no music or TV? It was just her being loud? Yeah, I'm wondering, were they just talking loud then? Partying? It says that her and her crew were kicked out. You don't think Gretchen Wilson has to split a room with her crew, do you? No, but if they're hanging out after the show. But if she's a redneck woman, she probably doesn't have any problem with it. Yeah, it's true. Listen, it's like there are a lot of artists that just don't don't walk the walk, but it sounds like Gretchen Wilson really does. Yeah. That's street cred right there, bro. <laughs> um, at some point, the manager says that, or the employee says that Gretchen Wilson told him, I paid for the room. I could care less what people think. That is spoken like a true redneck woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Gretchen then uh, went on Twitter to call for a boycott of the Hotel Encanto because they kicked her out for no reason at all, and she had to wait two hours for breakfast. Here's a disturbing story, and now I got so many stories to get to. I gotta, I gotta get this one in. Okay. Employees are accused of running. A fight club among elderly dementia patients in North Carolina. So this is a mugshot of the three employees. It's an assisted living facility. The three were arrested for running a fight club with elderly residents with dementia battling it out against each other. Court documents allege the women would watch, film, and even encourage the fight Uh, between a 70-year-old woman and a 73-year-old woman at the Danby House Assisted Living and Memory Care Facility in Winston-Salem. The women are 32-year-old Marilyn McKee, 20-year-old Tanisha Tyson, and 26-year-old Tanisha Jordan were each charged with assaulting disabled persons. Well, you know what happened here. Somebody talked about Somebody Fight Club. Somebody broke the first rule of Elder Abuse Fight Club. Jeez. <laughs> I got one more story. It's an update uh, of a story that we had when it first came out. Uh, a woman in Missouri who allegedly sat on her boyfriend's face demanding 
a sexual favor Whoa. <laughs> has pleaded guilty okay. to okay. domestic violence. So I was the story was. If you said that right, or if I was hearing things. <laughs> what, what, what do you think you heard? I don't know. A woman in Missouri who sat on her boyfriend's face and demanded he perform a sexual favor uh, okay. has pleaded guilty to domestic violence. If that's what you think you heard, then you heard right. Okay. So let's take a break. I'll come back. We got <laughs> we got that story on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. As we continue with our true crime report. All right. In the Netherlands, it turns out there's been a, a bunch of people living underground for nine years because they believed the apocalypse was happening. After year one, aren't you just kind of like, all right, I'm going to go back up, figure out what's going on. Well, this happened on Sunday. Cops in the Netherlands discovered a family of seven people who'd been living in their basement for nine years, waiting for the apocalypse. The only reason they found out is because one of the one of the people, a 25-year-old, went up the steps and left the property. He did that. He went straight to a bar, drank five beers, Oof. and eventually told the bartender about it. So many questions here. <laughs> Nine years ago, this kid would have been 16. Yeah. Were these the first beers he ever drank? And How they, did he know that he would like beer? Were they anticipating just a couple of years, you know, ahead of 2012? Remember, that was the big the apocalyptic bars? year. Where did he know where the bar was? Also, did he have money to pay for the beer? Yeah. Or did maybe that's why he had to explain to the bartender what was going on because he didn't hey, have money. Here's a great question for everyone. If you were stuck underground for nine years because you thought the apocalypse was coming and it didn't happen, where's the first place you would go? You know, it does mention a here, that not as part of the story, <laughs> but in the comments section, uh, it was about nine years ago that this guy, Harold Camping, started predicting the rapture and he took out billboards in Ooh. cities across America. Maybe... Uh, maybe he took billboards out in the Netherlands. In, uh, the Netherlands. Wait, do you have a picture of the billboard? Because I feel like I, I've seen this billboard before. Uh, well, if you if you do the math here, mm, oh my, the uh, yeah, so there it, it, the the link goes to a Wikipedia page. If you look up Harold Camping, you can probably billboard fine. But he predicted the end of the world. Oh yeah, I've seen these before. Yeah. I think there were some around here at the time. He would buy a lot of time on television. It was kind of like religious programming, but also crazy into mm-hmm. the world stuff, which I know that sounds a little redundant. I think I would go to a pizza pizza place. All right. So the 25-year-old had long hair and a dirty beard. So the cops immediately thought, ah, he's a hipster. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said his brothers and sisters were still there and needed help getting out. So the bartender called the cops and police found his five siblings in the basement of an old farmhouse, along with a 55 or a 58 year old man. Police initially thought he was the father, but apparently he is not the father of the children. Everyone else was between the ages of 18 and 25. They were there in the basement. Did they have Maury show up to make that announcement? (laughs) He is not the father. Then he does a dance. So they had been living off food grown in a garden outside. 
So I guess somebody was, was making of- trips up. Maybe only the, you know, who knows? It's they so also weird. had a goat. Hmm. But it sounds like they mostly stayed in the basement and had no contact with the outside world. The 55, uh, excuse me, 58-year-old man has been arrested for not cooperating with the police. Uh, it's not clear at this point if he's facing any other charges. So a group of people hiding in a basement from the apocalypse. If that sounds familiar to you, that's the basic plot of a show called Unbreakable Kimmy Smith on Netflix. Mm. Schmidt. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt oh. on uh, Netflix. So, if you've never seen that show, it's a pretty good show. Apocalypse, apocalypse, we caused it with our dumbness. Let's go, let's go! We found them. A miracle today in Dernsville, Indiana. Four women rescued from an underground apocalypse cult. It's all still here. curious to know what the relationship between the 58-year-old man and all the siblings uh, was. And uh, finally, let's get to this headline that I mentioned earlier. A woman in in Missouri who sat on her boyfriend's face demanding he perform a sex act on her has pleaded guilty to domestic violence. Uh, the court documents say that uh, Amy Perino, 44, uh, sat naked on her boyfriend's face demanding that he perform a sex act mm. on her. She just, uh, this is back in the news because she pleaded guilty and was sentenced to three years in custody. As part of the deal, prosecutors dropped a felony sexual assault charge against Perino. So that was the deal. She got the assault charge, but they dropped the sexual charge. Prior to her arrest, Perino had worked as an embalmer's assistant at the mortuary. I mean, that doesn't really have anything to do with the case. You just thought it was interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, this uh, this is Ms. Perino, Amy Perino, 44. I got a few more details here. Police arrested Perino following the confrontation in the couple's home in Columbia, Missouri. The victim, so the victim's the boyfriend, told police that Perino punched him and struck him with a variety of items, including a belt and a cell phone. During the incident, Perino, who was naked, chased the man around the residence before shoving him to the ground. She then sat atop the victim and directed her to, and this is from the police report, eat my rhymes with mussy. Uh-huh. <laughs> While perched on his face, the man told police that he was briefly unable to breathe <laughs> while Perino sat on his face. <laughs> and that he was scared to death during the assault. <laughs> The victim added that he told Perino to leave him alone and that he didn't want to do anything sexual with her. No means no. Yeah. Yeah? I thought this was going to end up like in that scene in The Boys. She just crushes his skull. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
The, ad- the affidavit uh, reported the victim had cuts on his arms and a cut on the bridge of his nose. <laughs> he said the cut was from when Perino sat on his face. The red marks on his chest, the man so said, were the result. an actual snapper. <laughs> he had red marks on his chest, which he said was a result of his girlfriend striking him with a belt. All right, so there you go. Uh, the woman uh, who sat on her boyfriend's face demanding he perform a sex act on her has been uh, sentenced to three years. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, so on uh, Reddit, they were asking people, what's uh, what's a thing that is super creepy, but guys seem, some guys, you know, not all guys, some guys mm-hmm. seem to think is perfectly A-okay. fine. A-okay. Lisa said she has one. Let me read some off the list. Asking a woman, where's my hug? Ugh. Who does that? I know tons of guys who do that. Where's my hug? I hate it. Are they family members? Nope. Weird. Very. Saying something like, you're perfect within a few minutes of meeting someone. It doesn't work in rom-coms and it doesn't work in real life. I, I didn't know that was a thing people did. I didn't know that really any of this was things that people did. All right. Tell me if a guy's ever actually done this. Okay. Moving a woman's clothing to get a better look at her tattoo. Like, you're just sitting there with somebody. I've seen it. And you just move part of their clothing to see their tattoo without saying anything? Do women need to get a tattoo that says, look, don't touch? I think about 90% of these could be solved if you told people. People keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that just seems weird. <laughs> Don't touch people. Uh, well, all right, she Lisa. Didn't want me to do that. She shouldn't have gotten that tattoo, tattoo. right there. But I tell you what, man, that's that woman's fault. Shouldn't have part of that peeking out over her shoulder strap. I mean, if I want to take a look <laughs> at the rest of that weird-looking uh, feather thing, I got to make sure that I can move it. She must want you to look. She got that tattoo on her body. Oh, jeez. Lisa, what's uh, what's yours? Something some guys seem to think is okay, but it's really creepy. Okay, I there was a a coworker of ours that used to give. It was like a high five, like "Hey, what's up?" Look, give then, me give me three guesses to guess who it is. <laughs> no, because they don't work here anymore. Oh, but, no, that narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> and what he would do is he would give a high five, but when he would give the high five, he would intertwine the fingers, Ugh. and I would just sit there. Stuck. Like for how long? Like it, it would depend on the person. Uh, like some people, they would do high five and then just do it and then let go. And other people who would sit there and kind of like squeeze your hand and it just would, it would weird me out. All and right. It was so uncomfortable. Here's my first guess. I'm not going to tell you. Well, off air, I'll tell you. For okay. Sure. Well, I'm going to say it off air. Oh, and then Lisa, you, tell, and then me, you the tell me on air. <laughs> Is the camera on you? No, it's not. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, whoever it was, Buzz, Buzz guessed correctly. In the first guess. Really? Yeah. And writing to Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, giving unsolicited shoulder massages. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, no, 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 she just read what I wrote her. She just read what I wrote her. Yes. 
See? I thought you, you were talking about just me. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you were referring to the unsolicited shoulder massages. Oh, no. That too. She is agreeing with me and what I said. Did he do that to you too? Yes. It oh. was so creepy. High five so and intertwine the fingers. Like the most dis- it was just so weird and I mean uh, yeah, just I don't know. How long ago did this person work here? Did I have I, did I work with them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you what? worked with this person. And they I'm gonna give it, you it was somebody that we Watch constantly said was was oh. weird. Really? <laughs> yeah. See, he never did it to you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, no. Well that's how you know it was a sexual thing because he only did it with, with women. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Brandon, you and Buzz start doing that. No, no. <laughs> can I'm I see good. you guys do that to each other? Yeah, can I see you guys? I All need right. to see the interlocking fingers. Brandon, it sounded like it's you. a little too close to an Eiffel Tower, it, so no. It sounded like you agreed with number five on the list giving unsolicited shoulder massages is creepy male behavior. Oh, it's, it's super strange. creepy. And I've known people who do that. How about if you? it was somebody you're very good friends with? And you, you already know, I mean, and you already know they they appreciate a good shoulder massage. Then okay. When you say you know somebody who did it, would they do it to people that they that they didn't know all that well? Oh, I've known some people who who do it uh, within a couple hours of meeting somebody. They'll just go go They're in like, for the oh, shoulder massage. This is, this is my move. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, all right, here's one. I mean, I've only seen this. You skip in- number four, by the way. Oh, hassling someone for a date because you know she doesn't have a boyfriend. That's weird. Well, when does it become hassling? I mean, if if somebody asked for a date, you wouldn't consider that hassling. No, the first Unless it was inappropriate because of age. If we say no, that's no. You don't come and say, hey, come on, when are you going to let me take you out on a date? When are you going to let me take you out on a date? The funny thing is that was a, a... Remember like old 80s, 90s I was about to say, I'm like, but that's something they probably learned on TV and thought, oh, well, it worked for Ducky. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you don't give up. I mean, there are a lot of movies where the the message is, if you're a guy and you get turned down once, you're a loser if you quit trying. Yeah, the more you try, the better you look. I, I, I know a guy who... He, his current wife originally said no to him multiple times, but he was persistent, and now they're one of the happiest damn couples I think I know. He wore her down. There's a I great bet there are scene a lot of Raising like, Dion with this where like the mother teaches him boundaries, and when yeah. a girl says no, it means no. It means no, folks. All right, here's one that I guess I've only really seen in movies. Like, I've seen characters in movies do it. I didn't know that guys did it in real life. When a woman is walking on the sidewalk, driving slowly next to them, and trying to talk to them from your car. Yes, absolutely, that happens. That happens a lot. In that real, happens a lot. In that real happens. non-cinematic that life. That has happened Go to downtown, me multiple times. to the bars on a Friday night when everyone's already going back to their cars, and you're going to see it a lot. Not even. I was at the dog park with my dog, and I was walking him into the dog park, and this person did that, and I thought, your first thought is, oh, you must. I must have left something or dropped something, or and then it's, hey, what's up, girl? Can I get your number? What? No. Come on, Tubby, let's go. Like, it's just, it's very uncomfortable. Can I get your number? You know what you need to start doing, right? Give out the neckline number. (laughs) That happened to me in my car, though, the other day, too. This guy kind of motioned to me in the car next to me. So I rolled down my window, and he goes, hey, you cute. (laughs) Can't get your number? I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And I was like, the light's green. And then I just took off. All right. 
casually touching a woman's thigh or back oh. while you're no. talking to her. Why? No. Whoa. Uncomfortable. It's awful. There's guys that'll just come up to you to start talking to you, and they'll put their hand on your back just so you could turn to them. Is that Joe Biden? Yeah. I mean, is that kind of like he... he for whatever reason, I bet you Joe Biden casually one of those, touching my hug guys. You think? Yeah, He's yeah. Totally but he is a where's my hug? Do you know that uh, Cuba? I mean, He's given unsolicited shoulder massages. Cuba Gooding Jr. has been accused by a woman of assaulting her, and I guess there's been another. And his lawyer is making the argument that he's a touchy guy, a touchy-feely type of guy, but it's not sexual. Mm -hmm. And the lawyer actually compared him to like Joe Biden. Like, he drew the comparison to say that my client is not a not an assaulter. He's more like Joe Biden, which sounds like a really wobbly defense. Yeah, you better hope that Joe Biden stays clean, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's no skeletons in that closet. Uh, I mean, I think they got the message through to him, or at least he made a statement, you know, acknowledging that. I, I although I don't think he really feels like he did anything wrong. I mean, I feel like Joe Biden said, "I need to respect people's personal boundaries more." But I bet in his mind, he's still like, "Who wouldn't want to get a hug from this guy?" <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Yeah. Uh. Blocking an exit when you're trying to start a conversation or restricting a woman's movement in any way. Okay, Harvey Weinstein. What? Oh, yeah, right. I was going to say, what's yeah. an example of that? That was his thing. That's what they said. And he would literally block the door. I, that was usually like a door to a hotel room. But how about like in a, like a, not in a, not in a room of any kind. Is that a thing guys will do? Like block yeah. the block block you so they can hit on you some more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, the, I think it's funny that the that you don't realize this happens to women every single day. Well, I think it's a it's good and bad. It's good that I don't you don't I don't do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's bad that I also am oblivious that it goes on. I, I mean, as dinner, a father of daughters, I should be more aware of what women put up with. I went to dinner the other night, and it was myself, my roommate, and our friend Chelsea. And there was these drunk guys uh, that kept coming up to our table to try and talk to us. And first time, very politely, you know what? We're actually in the middle of a conversation, and you're kind of interrupting. My, my roommate, very, very nicely, very sweet, said that. And then the guy, well, you don't want to talk to me? And she said, no, I, I would like to finish my conversation with my friend. By the fourth time of him doing this, she started just yelling in the middle of the restaurant, leave, bye, I do not want to talk to you. Why are you still standing here? And all he kept saying, why are you being so mean? Why can't you be nice to me? Why are you That's so That's the unfriendly? guy. Yeah. And he goes, you're so pretty. You're too pretty to be mean like this. And it's by Isn't that the kind of guy that eventually, when they finally give up, they call you a dyke? Yeah, or they call you a, Yeah, he called her a bitch. Mm, okay. But, but that's the thing, is things like this happen all the time to women. And Could you stop being creepy for just a minute? <laughs> yeah. No, is the answer, I, I guess. I, we were not. lucky because we knew the bouncer, so by the time he heard her yelling, you know, he, skirt, like, runs Here's over one. there to help. Uh, asking a woman you just met if she lives alone. That's super. That's really, you know how I know how that oh, story man. ends. There has been a murder. <laughs> yep. All right. So there you go. According to Reddit, these are some of the creepy uh, things that some guys do. 
that apparently they don't think is creepy at all. Interlock fingers. Interlock <laughs> fingers when you're giving a high five. High five any and woman <laughs> the same way you would high five your own mother. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to do uh, a contest of Stump the Chump. So anybody calls in with a trivia question, we got to get the answer right. Uh, or you win a prize that I think we could add to the prizes here. So let me uh, run down the list, and then I'll tell you what else uh, we've got that we can add. Bad Flower is playing tonight at Lowbrow Palace. we got a pair of tickets for that, but uh, my understanding is we only have one pair. So as long okay. as that's on the line, if that's what you want, you can have it. we got a four-pack to Boo at the Zoo. We've got a four-pack to the Corn Maze. And uh, we're going to have uh, tickets giveaway for the Lavina Winery Harvest uh, Festival. We're going to find out more about that with Kid in just a second. So let's go ahead and open up the phones. Uh, toll-free studio line 844-305-6210. Once again, that is 844-305-6210. So if you got a question you want to ask us, we've got to get it right or else we'll award you with a prize. And uh, you can get any of the stuff we mentioned. In addition, uh, part of the prize package, you get uh, tickets for this weekend's Lavina Wine uh, Festival. Not uh, not just red wine. I I guess there's all kinds of wine, right, Ken? <laughs> all kinds of wine. Here's Ken Stark from Lavina. And uh, tell us about like how many different wines are there going to be that people can try and taste? Tasty. And buy, I guess, right? T- Basting, that's right. All that we can uh, we can supply them with about uh, twenty two different wines. Uh, what do you What do you do out there? What What are What are your wines? Well, we have we have twenty five different wines in the vineyard. We make all of our wines at at the winery, and they grow all the grapes there in, uh-huh. at, on Highway twenty eight, right there south of uh, La Union, north of La yeah. Union. And uh, so that's that's fun to to be able to be in that business right here in the valley, right. The wine business, but say somebody likes a a white wine. You got lots of white wines. Got got about half and half. About, about half white. About, about half red. About half white. You guys about do half a, sweet. About half dry. So I don't know much about wine, so I'm just going to tell you names of things I've heard of before. <laughs> do you have Chardonnay? We ha- okay. we have we have Chardonnay. We have Cabernet. I'm one for one. We, Pinot how about, Noir. How about Pinot Grigio. But we have stuff that nobody has. We have stuff that like uh, chili-infused wine. Chili-infused yes, wine. Have, Those are we, good. What have, color does that come out? Green, I it's, imagine. It's red. Okay. It's Ooh. red. <laughs> we, we, I thought it'd be green. Well, there's red chili and green yeah, chili. Yeah, so red thought. or green. It's the question. We, we have a wine that tastes like beer a little bit for the beer drink. How do you how do you manage that? How do you create that? Uh, you have to use an additive to it to make it uh, that tastes like beer. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Is the additive beer? No. <laughs> oh, no. That's a good question. <laughs> All right. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, there's also going to be entertainment. There's going to be music, including Austin uh, Jimmy Murphy, the Abe Mac uh, band. We know Abe really well. He's right. a super talented. Uh, he's he's from the valley. He's just from the other valley. Right. Uh, your upper valley. Slick Reynolds is also going to be there on Saturday. And on Sunday, it's a completely different lineup. Border Heat. Frank Zona and Urban Edge and Twisted Hams are going to be performing. So it's $20 tickets to come out. Uh, 
And does that come with like a commemorative glass that goes along with it as well? Absolutely, a commemorative glass and nine tastes of the wine. You get nine tastings. Nine tastings for the twenty dollar twenty dollar uh, admission. Now, and we, as I said uh, earlier to you, the fifteen dollar admission is still available at the winery as a pre-sale, but that's only going to be today. Okay, for today you can yes. go out and get tickets for fifteen dollars. You got you got to do that at the winery. You can't do that in right. online or any other way. No All online. Right. Do you do a sparkling wine? We do uh, three sparkling wines. We do. That's uh, what I like. Yeah, there you go. I like sparkling. That's what I like. Sparkling do, wine. Do sweet, two sweet ones. One an Asti Spumante. Uh-huh. You may be used to that. I've heard of that. A sparkling, <laughs> a sparkling rosé, and mm-hmm. the the Bionier, which is the the wine that kind of tastes like beer, and it's, okay. and it's dry. Oh, oh, the beyond the beer wine is a sparkling wine. Yes, but it's I'm made it's, it's made with. Uh, you got a, any of that in your car? Uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's made with a wine called Viognier. Uh-huh. So we just put a B on the front of instead ah, of B. And go, I see B, what you did there. Sounds like beer on yay, you know. <laughs> How long have you been in the wine business? You know, Lavinia's been around since 1977. The Wine Festival, this is the 28th annual Wine Harvest Festival at Lavinia, the oldest wine festival in New Mexico. Uh, Lavinia is the oldest winery in New Mexico, started in 1977. And I've owned the winery since 1992, so I've been here quite a while, too. There were no other wineries in New Mexico. I think wineries are a big, big deal in New oh, Mexico. Oh yeah, now there's right? seven, seventy or eighty wineries. Right. I think. But uh, but Lavinia was was the only one ap- operating in uh, 1977. Wow. Did nobody think you could grow good good grapes? I guess <laughs> up until 1977. When when I came here, I I didn't think that this was a great area. But I checked out uh, the the uh, climate here and in California, and our climate here in the valley is very close to Paso Robles, California, mm-hmm. and so that means that we can probably grow about the same quality of grapes and the same number of grapes that uh, they grow there in the central part of California. We we actually uh, look at looked at about 25 or 30 different varieties before we started planting all the Cabernet and the Pinot and the Chardonnay and all that. And we How have, about Merlot? There's something I feel oh like yeah, I've heard of. Merlot. Yeah, we have Merlot. Right. We have Sauvignon Blanc. The, all the common ones. The Riesling and uh, Gewürztraminer and but some stuff that you Now you're making of, yeah. you're making things up I think. And there's no Gerschwieslinger, right? This, no, there is in Germany. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I got to tell you another thing that's going to be fun about the festival this year. Normally we uh talk about the the food you know we have the food, normal food booth southwestern food that you'd have at a festival okay. and we have the wine tasting and we have the music every day. But we have a great place to have a festival. It's about two acres of grass and trees and uh, and fun to lay out in the grass and bring your blanket, listen to music. All right. And uh, tell me about the uh, the Harvest Queen. Oh, uh, that's contest. a that's a new thing. Our uh, winemaker, being from Chile, said that Harvest Queens are a big thing in Chile. That every year the vintage they celebrate a Harvest Queen, it's a big deal. I said, okay, we'll try that. What will we do to get people to to, uh, to enter to be the queen? He said, well, we could give them some wine, uh, or we could give them uh, uh, a couple of tickets to Vegas. So the Harvest Queen wins two tickets to Vegas, or... Two cases of wine, twenty-four bottles of Lavinia wine. Their choice. Your choice, one yeah. or the other. Yeah. How, how do you, you how do you the enter? Queen? Stop. Oh, listen, Bud, stop talking. How do you enter? <laughs> Joanna, pay attention. Write notes. All, all, all you got to do is make a little short video. Uh huh. Maybe. Uh, 
20 seconds or something like that and link it to uh, a hashtag Lavina Harvest Queen 2019. That's hashtag L-A-V-I-N-A Harvest Queen 2019. Tell us why you want to be the Harvest Queen. All right. In your video, Mm -hmm. tell them why you want to be the Harvest Queen. Right, and and what's happens if we uh, we're going to rate these people on on the cuteness of the video, of course, uh-huh. but we also want to see how many likes and how many shares those videos get online. All right, so you've only got a, a day to do this. Now. That's right. So, but if you got if you got a if you're a somebody that has like ten thousand people on your list, mm-hmm. well, you could get a lot of shares. You know. Yeah. All right. So now. And the fun part is is going to happen at the festivals. We're going to do something uh, special for to present the queen. About three o'clock on Saturday, we're going to have the top three contestants come in, and we're going to, we will announce uh, who has won the contest on Saturday. Oh. And then we're going to have Samba Alma de Fogo, which is a a Brazilian uh, samba group from here in El Paso, come out with their drums and their dancer. And we're going to have a little little, uh, dance along, a little Brazilian carnival. Okay. And maybe gonna, like a like a Congo line. Exactly. We're all gonna right. we're gonna all take the, take the Congo line and the Queen and dance around and dance around. And the, what uh, time grounds. are you gonna do that? About three o'clock. Make sure everybody's had a few both, both days. Yeah. So on on Saturday we'll be announcing the Queen at that time and doing that and then on on Sunday we're gonna uh, reannounce the uh, Queen and do the uh, carnival dance one more time. Just, all right. We're gonna right. try to put a little fun in festival, you know. All right. So uh, give us directions out to Levine. I know where Highway 20, uh, 28 is. Yep. The, sim- the simple way is just to drive to Vinton. If you're coming from El Paso, drive to Vinton, exit, turn left, go about four miles straight west, and you'll run nearly right into it. There'll be signs on the way, but okay. that's about it. All right. So uh, head on out. It's Friday and Saturday. Well, how early do you get started? When we do, start at noon. We're over at 7. Okay. So spend the afternoon out. Enjoy some music, Sunday, some wine, some food. All right. Well, thank you, Ken. We'll uh, see if we can get some winners for the wine festival here in just a second. Great. We look forward to you joining us. All right. Is Lavina Wine Festival? What's the uh, yeah, Facebook? Tell people where to find you on Facebook again. Uh, LavinaWinery.com is the is, is the uh, web ad- web address. It's just Facebook under Lavinia Winery. All right, yep. we're gonna uh, get some contestants. I want to get a few uh, right off the bat here who've called in. Uh, remember, you can pick any of the prizes we have up for grabs while they last. Let's do one uh, contest. Brandon, uh, briefly explain the rules of Stump the Chumps. There aren't that many rules. It's, you ask us a trivia question, but... It's got to be a standard trivia question, talking something like Trivial Pursuit or Jeopardy, or it, it can't be, oh, what did I have for breakfast this morning? Or what's the serial number on this part of this car? It's just got to be a standard trivia question. General knowledge question. We're going to discuss it, so make sure that you aren't giving it away Right. If we if we're talking among among ourselves, don't don't say anything that might hurt your chances. Don't say yeah. anything that might give it away. So you or have to wait until we say this is our final, final answer. answer exactly. Right. Uh, okay. Let's go with Orlando. Hi, Orlando. Hey, how's it going, bud? Doing good, Orlando. You got a stump the chumps question. I do. In the year 2099, who is Venom? Oh. 
this is a comic book uh, question. Oh, there's a lot of options here. In the, in the year 29, 20 when? 2099. 2099, okay. <laughs> Brandon, I... The interesting thing is, at this point, pretty much everybody has had some sort of symbiote, and that's what they're talking about with uh, the maximum carnage event that's going on right now. 2099... I never got into Venom. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. I didn't even go see that movie. No, I didn't see it either. I, I've told you before. <laughs> if you just go to YouTube and you Google like Venom action sequences, you can get the whole movie right there. Although, the, a report from this week is saying that they are planning a Spider-Man Venom movie. Which would be awesome. Who, well, maybe they'll who, bring who, back Eric Foreman to play been, Venom. Oh, God, no. Who would have been 2099? The only thing that's popping in my head would be Cable. Uh, you want to make that your final answer? Uh, I mean, I don't mind giving... Than, I was going to say, rather than Hemming and Han so yeah, much, yeah. it's just better. Go Cable. Uh, we're going to say Cable final answer, Orlando. No, that is wrong. Uh, all right, who is it? It is Cron Stone, which is Michael O'Hara's, uh, which is Spider-Man in 2099. It's his half-brother. Wow. Okay. We've been out nerded. <laughs> All right. Hang on a second. Hang on, Orlando. Ugh. I've never even heard of those characters. And I knew, and I read a lot of comic books. Yeah, well, Spider-Man 2099 is something, I think, that came out long after you... Kind of got away yeah. from comic books. Yeah. We need a break, though. Uh, uh, Joanne is asking, do we let, let him choose the tickets, yeah? Yeah, whatever, whichever he wants. We got Bad Flower tonight at Low Brow Palace. There's only one the pair zoo. of those, yeah. though. Boo at the Zoo, we got one, one pair. Four, one four-pack. Four pack, and then what was corn the maze. One here? And then three four-packs to the corn maze. And we got Lavina. A Lavina pair for winery, wine yeah. Uh, let's do Frank, but this one's got to be quick. If we can't give a correct answer at 30 seconds, okay. we got to take a break. Hi, do Frank. It. Hey, how's it going? Doing good, Frank. What's your question for Stump the Chumps? Uh, what city is uh, CCR from? Creed's Clearwater Revival? Creed's yes, Clearwater Revival. Yeah, what is it? <sighs> you know, they. Uh, I know that Creedence had, the, you know, kind of swamp, and they came off as a southern, but I don't think they were from, I don't think they were actually from anywhere like Louisiana. Michigan. That was kind of their image. Mm-hmm. I think they're California. Ooh, okay. But what city is what he's asking for? You know, it's kind of like how the Beach Boys, none of, only one of them actually surfed. What? Yeah, of all the Beach Boys, there was only one who actually knew how to surf. And I know it's all a lie. And with Credence, I think, you know, Born on the Bayou and everything kind of had the southern rock, swamp... But they, they weren't. That, no, I don't think so. They were from like Bakersfield or something. I'll go with that. Sure. Like I said, thirty <laughs> seconds. Maybe they were from Lodi. They've got a song about like dumping on how bad Lodi is. So uh, sure, let's go Lodi then. I mean, it's all about oh god, I hate being in Lodi. As soon as I can make five bucks, I'm getting out of here as quick as you want to go Lodi. All right, it's loaded in Lodi. All right. <laughs> I don't think they are, but all right, uh, Frank, we're gonna say CCRs from Lodi. They're from Frisco. They're from the Bay Area. Mm. Oh. Is Frisco... Okay, I got a question. It may sound like a dumb question. Okay. Is Frisco... When people say Frisco, are they talking about San Francisco? No, Frisco's... Frisco's... Wait a minute. Isn't there a city called Frisco? 
There are well, cities called Frisco, I, but generally, when I hear somebody say Frisco, I think they're talking San Francisco. Well, well I don't know, Frank. What What is San Francisco? Okay, yeah, okay, okay San Francisco. And no matter what, it's not Lodi. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, stuck in Lodi again. Can you imagine that song's all over the radio and you live in Lodi? It's like, what the hell, CCR? What do we ever do to you? I think if you're in Lodi, you're like, who did they're talking about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, hang on a second. So, apparently there's not a whole lot going on there. So, so you're telling me if somebody's talking about Frisco, they mean San Francisco. Unless they're talking about Frisco, Texas, which mm-hmm. is by Dallas. All right. Lisa, you are so proud to be from from hmm. California, but you didn't know that Frisco They refers- don't like to be called that. Oh. No. Locals don't call it that. Just like they call it Do North they call Cal- it San Fran? They don't call it. It's like in Northern California, people call it NorCal, but Southern California, people won't call it SoCal. It's just people don't call habit. Southern California SoCal. No, it's something they don't like to do. How about Soda Sopa? Sure. <laughs> All right, let's get some more. Let's get some more uh, contestants. I think we left off, and Serena is our next contestant to try and stump the chops. Hi, Serena. Hey, Serena, we're down to uh, Corn Maze and Lavina Wine Festival. So those those are your options, okay? Okay. All right, go ahead. Let's hear your question. What year was the Army established? Ooh. You know... There's going to be so many people yelling at their radios. We, no, right we, we go through this because <laughs> there, there are different years, like when the Continental Army was established. And then there was when, you know, be, there, we had an army before we were U- the United States. And then mm-hmm. the army observes one as the army's birthday. And there are a variety of different years and dates. Beautiful. Go through them all then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'll tell you what. Four score and I don't know. We usually don't like to do a lot of dates. Let's say we got to get it within five years, okay? Okay. All right. Five years either side. So five years So ago. it's going to be in the range of, it's going to be within five years. Okay. Brandon, any ideas? 1784. That's a, that's a, you know what? That actually sounds pretty, I was thinking 1780 something. Okay. Uh, let's say, Let's, let's just go with your instinct. Let's say 1784. Okay. Oh, there you go. Final answer. <laughs> we say 1784. It was 1775. Ah! Oh. Oh, nine years off. See, Dang. but that wasn't the U.S. Army. That was pretty close. we weren't even the U.S. at that point. <laughs> I'm going to give you the tickets. <laughs> I'm not going to quibble, but... You know, like, sometimes I'll read on the calendar, Hey, and it's the birthday of the Army. And then I get calls, sure enough, from uh, Fort Bliss because I guess they learn it's another date that they. Uh, all right, hold on, to Serena. Let okay. uh, Joanna know what you want tickets to. So, there should we make a rule? It's like we don't do dates. You know, they're really. I know you had to learn them in school, but does anybody really remember anything that's a date? It does seem very obscure. I don't even. I don't even know. No, it's not obscure birthdays. if you're in the army. You probably know. Well, you have to. All right. Let's go with uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. Somebody made a funny comment? No. What Joanna, are you laughing at? Joanna sent me something that's funny. Check out the chat. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't going to say oh. anything. Oh! But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that one. <laughs> Stupid. Hi, Sam. 
Wait a minute. If uh, if we go to like it, it comes from the Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. We should make the angry face. <laughs> no, she doesn't understand that. <laughs> Hi, no. Sam. Hey, good morning, Buzz. I let's pay attention to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Sam. Hey, good morning, guys. Go ahead. What's your question? All right. So, so since you've got a wine thing going, I've, have, I've got a wine question. Okay. Wait, a what? A wine, wine thing oh. going. We yeah, have wine. Ugh, I don't yeah. know much about wine. Well, that's all right. Uh, where, where was wine created? In what, in what region? Oh, it's like Jesus. He <laughs> turned water into wine. <laughs> well, you naturally want to say France, but I don't think that's no, it. No, it's probably, listen, there was culture. Mesopotamia? Yeah, it would be somewhere like the Levant, <laughs> you know, like which is kind of like the- Ottoman Empire. <laughs> the, the Fertile Crescent. So if you're just asking like what area, there weren't what we would call I, I, countries. I say where specifically, where specifically was, was wine dated back to? Mm. Where was Jesus. Well, I don't think anybody knows when the first time somebody, some prehistoric human drank fermented no. juice of grapes. I don't. Pardon? Mm. There, there, there is some dating. There is some, some history on it. Well, I, I think the first wine was probably prehistory. Is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, it was BC. No, no, BC, but I'm talking about before written history. Somebody, it, but, but no, yeah, no, it, it, it's dated, and there's some, there's some, there's some history to it, and, and yeah, there, there's actually museums created for it. Say Egypt. <laughs> no. I know they were drinking hell of wine back in the Bible days, all the time. <laughs> they must have been looped. Do you know in Sunday school, we asked, hey. If drinking is bad, why was Jesus drinking all this wine in the Bible? You know what they honestly told me? What's that? It's like it was actually grape juice. They just called it wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, revisionist history, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, the first wine. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Greece. They were big on the wine, so I'll say ancient uh, Greece. Uh, final that's, answer. That's that's a very good guess. It's uh, actually in the Georgia Georgia region by. Iraq, Atlanta area. Oh, no, no, Georgia's <laughs> by Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, tell me, is that, that why they call it the world's largest the, cocktail party when mm. Georgia plays Florida? <laughs> <laughs> tell me what the history of wine going so back to Georgia is. It's in the Caucasus region. Uh, I, I don't know the exact history, but it's it's dated back as far as eight thousand BC. Caucasus is funny, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Hold on a second, Sam. We'll set you up. You want you want the wine festival tickets? I guess I'll take the wine festival. Right. <laughs> It'd be so, so funny if you called up with nah, the wine club. He's, like, nah. He's like, I'll go with the other one. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. All right. Hang on. That's good. Uh, let's go with Mickey to stump the chumps, our final contestant today. Uh, this is all we, we're going to have time for. So, Mickey, uh, go ahead and hit us with your question. Well, first I'd like to say good morning. Good morning, good Mickey. Morning. I, I, I hey, work Mickey, can I ask? One o'clock at night, and yep. I want to let y'all know that every morning I still wake up in time enough to listen to y'all for right a little while. On. He go, listen to that. He d- deprives his body of the rest <laughs> it needs to listen to us. That's beautiful. That's my kind. We're all the nutrients you need, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right. I love you guys. Let's have, Mickey, that's so nice, and I appreciate it. You're, you listen, even if, hey, 
Shh, nobody else listen. <laughs> Even if you lose, don't hang up. I'm going to get the tickets, tickets no matter yeah. what. So. Mm-hmm. You're okay. nice. <laughs> right on. All I'm right. going to do is say you love us. And Go ahead, yeah. Mickey. We're easy. What is the rarest element on Earth? Oh, mm, Buzz being nice. You know, there's some elements <laughs> that they've that they've developed, like just within natural. Oh, okay, natural. natural. Okay, because there, there's, there's like Einsteinium, which is an uh, an element that can only exist for like one fraction of a millisecond. Uh, so you're talking about a natural element. Okay, a, a natural solid element. Interesting. Booze? What would you think? Now, don't Google it. No. <laughs> Nikki, no, 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 no. we're not. We, we, hey, you went either way, so. That is, that is also one of the official rules. We promise you we, we don't we look don't, it up or no. Google it. We've got right. to either know okay. it or not know it. I trust you. I'm going to say unobtainium because we had to go to Pandora in order to get any oh my of God. it. It's on Earth. <laughs> oh, on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Adam- I was going to say vibranium. Adamantium, right. Or, vibranium. Uh, oh, vibranium. That's only in Wakanda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Say gold. No, no. No, there's a lot of gold. I mean, there's, it's rare. You want a but, hint? But he said, yeah, give us a hint. Okay. Uh, when I was x raying pipeline back in the oil field, we used it in a tiny little pill inside of a, uh, a lead protected uh, camera as a radioactive source. Um. How about uranium? How about bar- no uranium's? Uh-huh. I mean, uranium's valuable for sure. That's plentiful. Yeah, I'm gonna say, but it is plentiful. I'm gonna say barium. Uh, final answer. Okay. Final answer. Iridium. Iridium. Mm. So where did you guys come up with it? Uh, well, we sent off Fort, and uh, they send us a little. Pill inside of a camera. It's it's mm. about the size of a pea, and we crank it out to X-ray the welds on the pipe. How long would that pea of iridium last? Iridium last has a sh- uh, half life of just just a small amount of time. Uh, plutonium uranium is like ninety nine years half life. Uh, I think iridium has like a thirty day half life. So you'd have to replace it every month. No, sir. Uh, not not every month. About you know, every month and a half, two months. Oh, okay. All right. Iridium. All right. Very good, Mickey. We've got uh, tickets for you. Just talk to Joanna. Let her know which you want the tickets for. Okay. Awesome sauce. All right. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Thanks, Mickey. Appreciate Thanks. it. Well, we're out of time. Uh, we got to wrap up the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing, you and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Ruman Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. Make 845-4LAW your first call after an accident. Chuck Ruman, the people's injury lawyer.